0: al Bayan Radio presents a brief explanation of the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi presented by Farhan bin Rafi' Ahmad. We are blessed and blessed and blessed. We pray for God from the sins of our bad deeds. Whoever is not a god, he is not a god. Whoever إلا <سؤال> not a he not a that no God one of the Indeed, all praise and thanks be to Allah, Ta'ala alone. We seek His help, His assistance, and guidance in all things. He whom Allah, Ta'ala, guides, there is no misguidance for him. And he whom Allah, Ta'ala, leads astray, there is no guidance for him except through the will and permission of Allah, Ta'ala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul muttalib al Hashim al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind. O oh, you who believe, fear Allah. Fear Allah as he deserves to be feared. and do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Alhamdulillah, this is lesson 59 and we have reached hadith 38. So after this hadith, inshaAllah, there are only... Three more hadith to go. وتعالى, in covering this great book of the forty-two hadith of Imam An Nawi, Rahimahullah. Now today's hadith is an Abi Hurairah رضي الله عنه قال. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله تبارك وتعالى قال إن الله تعالى قال من عاد لي وليا فقد آذنته بالحرب وما تقرب إلي عبدي بشيء أحب إلي مما افترضته عليه وما يزال عبدي يتقرب إلي بالنوافل حتى أحبه فإذا أحببته كنت سمعه الذي يسمع به وبصره الذي يبصر به ويده التي يبطش بها ورجله التي يمشي بها ولئن سألني لا لأعطينه ولئن استعاذني لَعِذَنَّ رَوَاهُ الْبُخَارِي Now, the Prophet has stated that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indeed said that whoever shows enmity to a wali of mine, an ally of mine, a friend of mine, then I have declared war against him. And my servant does not draw nearer to me, with anything more beloved to me than the religious duties that I have obligated upon him. And my servant continues to draw near to me with the voluntary deeds until I love him. And when I love him, I become his hearing which he hears and his sight with which he sees, and with his hand with which he strikes. And his foot with what, with which he walks upon where were he to ask something of me, then I would surely give it to him, and were he to seek refuge with me, then I would surely grant him refuge collected by Imam al Bukhari. Now this hadith subhanallah Shaykhul Islam al-Taymiya Rahimahullah says Innahu Ashraf hadith in dhikr Fiddhikril Awliya awliya so this hadith is the most honorable hadith regarding the allies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fi ذِكْرِ So this hadith is a very, very important hadith regarding the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the allies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the ones who are close to Allah, close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first statement of this is, إِنَّ اللَّهَ Ta'ala قَالَ Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stated, which makes this a hadith qudsi. A hadith that is from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa on that which he narrated on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is not the Qur'an, and we took this last week. Now, then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa says that Allah tabarak wa ta'ala says, من عاد waliyan وليا فقد آذنته بالحرب That... Whoever takes an enemy Whoever takes an enemy Of an ally of mine Then I will indeed declare upon him war I will declare war upon the one who declares what? Enmity towards an ally of Allah La ilaha illallah Now the first thing is what it does it mean to take an enemy of manada? What does it mean? How do you become this? So we have to look at what the scholars have stated regarding this. What it means is that when you hate someone, when you have hatred towards someone, that is when you have made him an enemy. So if it is because you hate him because of his religious affairs, and because he's praying for instance, or he doesn't want you to do anything haram, or around him you can't get away with anything, and you hate that feeling, then you fall under this hadith without any, any objection. There's no difference of opinion. If you hate being around someone and you hate someone, because he makes you pray, he makes you up for fajr, you can't get that three hours of extra sleep, you hate it. And if you want to eat something, he makes sure that everything on the menu is halal. Yeah, and all of these issues, you hate it, you can't stand it. Then you fall under this hadith. Where you are putting yourself up for war with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. War against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah afiyah. Then another issue comes. Taking enmity, taking an enemy of an ally of Allah. Does it mean you can't have any difference of opinion with someone? You can't differ with someone? Does it mean that? Now over here if we take an example You have a difference with a brother And you get heated You're angry And you go to a sheikh to resolve the issue You actually go to and if someone stole your cupcake And you were hungry You were waiting for the whole day you were fasting And he stole your cupcake and you're angry, you're actually angry, it's not something... This was special to you, you spent 80 bucks on it And that was the last 80 bucks you had in your wallet And you're angry now Does this mean that you have fell, fell under this hadith? That you've taken an enemy with an ally of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No When does it become... Yani Through this, when do you become someone who's made an ally of Allah? is if you hate that person also. So for instance, you have a conflict, financial dispute. Someone doesn't pay you on time, whatever the issue is. And you get angry sometimes. It's your haqq. You have rights, you're a person, you have feelings. Someone does something to you, you get angry. But you don't hate the person. You hate what he did. So over here, Bismillah. Over here, the scholars state that if you hate him, you've entered this hadith. That You're making an enemy of an ally of Allah. If you hate him. However, if you just have a difference of opinion, even if things get angry, they get heated, then insha'Allah you are not under this hadith. And the dalil for this is because sometimes the companions would fight. They'd have heated arguments. Sometimes Abu Bakr would get angry with Umar. And they take it to the Prophet sallallahu if they were differing on something. But did they enter this hadith? No, they were brothers. Brothers sometimes fight. However, the fight has to be limited. It doesn't have hatred with it insha'Allah. Bismillah. <coughs> so, over here, this is taking an enemy of a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That it is accompanied with hatred. It is when you hate someone. Now what is a wali? Linguistically it has a few meanings. In the Arabic language, someone that is loved, someone who is helped, someone who is a close friend. All of these come in the Arabic language. However, the second issue is what makes a wali? In the context of the Sharia. who and what are the allies of Allah? Who are those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves? Who are those who are considered friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What makes you of this close circle of Allah? How do you become close to Allah to that level where He says, Allah says, this is my ally. This is the one who has the love of me. This is the one who I am close to. Who are they? Now, certain people... certain sects that ascribe to Islam they say a wali is someone who knows everything about you he's got things in his pocket that you don't know he knows secrets of Allah that no one can see and he knows the future uh he can change your life sometimes he can talk to spirits and you, you hear this in the Muslim world some people who are actual magicians. People have claimed that they're awliya of Allah. That they are friends of Allah. Doing what? The work of the shaytan. Can you be a friend of Allah doing the work of the shaytan? It's impossible. Bismillah. I need you all to have patience with me today. I just got back from overseas yesterday. So I'm still all over the place. But have some sabr with me inshaAllah today. Bismillah. Now, what in the context of the Sharia is a wali of Allah? Shaykhul Islam Nutaymiya Rahimahullah says, Man kana mu'minan taqiyyan. Kana lillahi Man kana mu'minan Kana lillahi Brothers, maybe close the windows. Each one grab a window, insha'Allah. Shaykhul Islam Nutaymiya Rahimahullah says, that whoever is a believer with taqwa, God consciousness, and he observes the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then to Allah azza wa jal, he is an ally. The one who is a believer with taqwa, man kana mu'minan, the one who has iman, the one who believes, wa taqiyan, and he has taqwa, he holds within the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, abstains from the haram, Kana lillahi then he is of the close allies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is based on the verse of the Qur'an, the verses of the Qur'an in Surah Yunus, verse 62 and verse 63. Bismillah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَا إِنَّ أَوْلِيَاءَ اللَّهِ لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ أَلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَكَانُوا يَتَّقُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says There is no doubt That indeed the allies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala There is no fear upon them They don't fear anyone Except Allah and on the Day of Judgment, they will have no fear. And nor are they sad. They don't have this feeling of sadness in them, especially on the Day of Judgment. On that day, they will be happy. They are the ones who believed. These are who Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they are the awliya. They are the ones who believed and were from those who had taqwa. And we took what taqwa is, God-consciousness, abstaining from the haram, being within the limits of Islam, is all part of taqwa. So the people who have taqwa are the people who had iman and the people who are awliya, they had taqwa and they had iman. And this is very, very important. That being a wali of Allah subhanahu wa (coughs) ta'ala does not mean that you have to be some sort of ascetic on a mountain and that you only eat half a bread a day and you're on six dates in the whole week, and that that's how you have to ascribe to be a wali of Allah. No, it doesn't mean that. A wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not someone who's generally weird. Because this is a misconception. The awliya of Allah, يعني, SubhanAllah, some people have this concept that they يعني, in in subcontinent countries, India, Pakistan, for instance, that the weirder a person is most of the time they consider him a wali of Allah whether he walks the street naked they'll come up to him and try to make, get him to do dua for him well lying, crazy and they call them Nanga Baba مثلا, the naked person who was a reverent of Allah he had so much taqwa and you see videos يعني, some of the uh, wali's of Allah in Indonesia, Malaysia some of them I'm putting it in commas and quotation marks, Afwan. Their students light up their cigarettes. I, wallahi, this is not, I'm not you know, trying to say things that is something that's far fetched. People think that these are the awliya of Allah. And half of the time they're doing shirk, magic, and kufr. The awliya of Allah, those who have Iman and those who have taqwa. <coughs> And then the Prophet says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, bil harb. Whoever takes an enemy of an ally of mine, then I have declared a war upon him. Now, that is because he made an enemy of a friend, an ally of Allah, so then he became an enemy of Allah. So you take an enemy of Allah. You take an enemy of a friend of Allah, you are making Allah your enemy. And this is very, very dangerous. Because the one who takes Allah as an enemy will never be successful. The one who takes Allah as an enemy has no chance in this world nor the next. Ibn Rajab rahimahullah, says something that is very, very dangerous. Ibn Rajab rahimahullah, says, Wa'alam anna jami'a al-ma'asi and know that every single sin is waging war against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala glorified and exalted why because he says qala al hasan al basri rahimahullah oh, ibn adam min o son of adam do you have any power any strength to wage war against allah subhanahu wa ta'ala اللَّهَ <حَارَبَه> Because indeed the one who opposes and disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fought against Allah. It is from Hassan al-Basri That the one who opposes Allah, disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is waging war and fighting against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Ibn Rajab says that all sins are not the same. The more despicable a sin is, the stronger the fight against Allah is. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described certain sins as fighting against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like riba. The more despicable a sin is in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the stronger you fight against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made certain sins and has described them as if you are fighting against Allah Jalla We take these little things for granted Like interest And what comes under Being part of interest We take this for granted Brothers and sisters Waging war against Allah Is not a small thing No house in the world is worth it Wallahi No house in the world Whether it's next to Darling Harbour or not It is not worth it Someone just said green acre. (laughs) No house, no commodity, no bag, nothing, nothing, nothing is worth it. You have to understand that. What are you doing it for? Something for the dunya, because you can't say that I'm using this riba for the akhirah. And if you are, Wallahi you got got bigger problems. (laughs) But. You, you, generally speaking, when does someone go to the bank? When does someone open a credit card account? When does someone يعني, max out on his afterpay So he gets late, charged late fees? All of this is very dangerous Late fees uh, Your credit card itself The interest that's charged after a certain amount of debt You don't take these things lightly Someone said for instance We buy a house through Commonwealth And then we'll transfer it to Mecca through, uh, To an Islamic bank I shouldn't have said the word but we'll do that so we can make it halal. Brothers and sisters, do not take these things lightly. This is your akhirah you're playing with. This isn't something small. And the one thing that throughout our community is, rent, is getting a car, buying a car. And too many AMGs on the street in our areas that everyone bought it out outright in cash. Yeah, alright, khalas. Let's just say you did, insha'Allah But these loans that you get to get your car Look at the fine print, there's interest that's charged Very rarely you get interest-free car loans It's not generally leasing your car You're not just leasing to buy it You're buying it with an interest, with a surcharge, with a payment on top What car is worth it? That you wage war against Allah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To protect our community To protect our wealth And to protect our families Ya Rabb The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Continues and he says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبَّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّ عَلَيْهِ And my slave does not come closer to me Through something that I love more Than what I have made obligatory upon him Bismillah This over here shows that the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are close to Allah. The awliya of Allah are close to Allah. So over here, Allah is saying that my servant does not come closer to me, except through something that I love more than the obligatory matters. It shows that over here, the most beloved actions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the obligatory matters. And when you do the obligatory matters, you come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the ones who are close to Allah are the awliya of Allah. And the opposite is true. The ones who are furthest away from Allah are the enemies of Allah. Now, the Prophet says that Allah Subhanahu wa says <coughs> that my servant does not come continuously, does not come closer to me except with the voluntary actions, that I will love him. That when my servant does the voluntary actions continuously, then I will love him. He comes closer and closer and closer to me, except that I love him. And how do you do that? Through the voluntary actions. Now, this shows that there are two types of awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first type of awliya, and they are called ashabul yamin. Bismillah. And they are called ashabul yamin. Those who do that which is obligatory. Those who do that which is obligatory and they don't do any extra. They just do what's upon them. Now, they do that with a very important, important addition. They stay away from the haram. You can't just do your obligatory and then in between prayers, you're scamming people, riba, womanizing. Talking to the haram Looking at the haram It doesn't work like that Your salah is supposed to It's supposed to protect you from evil If it doesn't It means there's a deficiency in your salah So over here All of your obligatory matters Are supposed to help you stay away from sin And So the first type of ashabul yamin, yameen Awliya of Allah Are Those who just do The obligatory The second type Are Al-Muqarrabin Al-Sabiqeen Al-Muqarrabin Those who are the foremost. Jannah is not one level. Jannah is levels. So who's going to be the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who are going to be the first and foremost to enter Jannah? As-sabiqin, inshaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make you from them, ya Rabb. So they are the ones who do the voluntary constantly, not just one-off. Not just one-off. So... Something that is important that needs to be known here is that we all want the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is not a person here that says that I don't want Allah to love me. No one's going to say that, except mentally something's wrong with him. So there are some people who say, I'm just going to do the nafil because Allah will love me if I do the nafil. Don't worry about the fard. I'm just gonna, I'll just skip the queue. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. The most important thing is, is that the fard is more important than the voluntary. The fard is more important than the voluntary. Umar radiallahu an says, الْأَعْمَالِ أَدَاءُ مفترض, مَفْتَرَضَ اللَّهِ That the best deeds, the best actions that you do is doing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made obligatory. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz said in a lecture, in one of his sermons, الْعِبَادَةِ أَدَاءُ الْفَرَائِدِ that the best worship is doing that which is obligatory. So, after that, what we have to understand that the greatest of the fara'id is the salah, the prayer itself. The prayer itself is the greatest of that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made obligatory. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Alaq, verse 19, should waqtarib? Prostrate and come closer to me. The Prophet says in the famous hadith that is sahih, that when a person is in prayer, the closest he comes to me, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is when he is sajid, is when he is prostrating on his face. That's the closest you can be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which shows that you can become close through prayer, which shows that this is the closest that you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So over here we need to establish that the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is achieved by doing the obligatory and the voluntary the obligatory and the voluntary now for instance how do we establish that you have to do the obligatory and then the voluntary for instance you learn this through what not to do so for instance the person who prays the and misses Fajr it happens, Wallahi, you hear it all the time, it happens ah oh, sheikh, I was so tired, I couldn't wake up for Fajr what were you doing? I was praying I swear He prayed up until 3 o'clock, had a little power nap, missed Fajr completely. Or he was reading Quran at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, memorizing, revising, and he misses Fajr. The scholars have stated that your ibadah over here, if you know that it's going to take you away from waking up for Fajr, is haram. the scholars have stated that if you recite quran and you know that this me, i'm going to sit here for half an hour i'm going to recite quran but i know that i'm not going to wake up for fajr because i'm going to be too tired they say that you're reading quran now is haram is there anything better than reading quran same with any other worship if it's going to take you away from doing something that is fard it becomes haram and if it's something that makes you do something that is wajib, it becomes wajib. مَا, مَا لَا يتم الواجب إلا به فهو wajib. Shaykh Al-Islam says, that the thing that makes you do something that is wajib, and it is not done except through it, it becomes wajib. For instance, you can't pray except with wudu, so wudu becomes wajib. Right? You can't wake up for fajr except if you sleep a little bit early, so it becomes wajib on you to sleep early. If you know that if you sleep late, you're not going to wake up for fajr. So it becomes obligatory upon you. Obligatory upon you To sleep early And it is haram then For you to sleep later than At home Then you know that 100% i am not going to wake up now And some of, you, some of the people You know You don't even set that alarm It's 9am like, now You have to go to work Dangerous You're playing with fire Another thing Is for instance The guy doesn't pray, pray He doesn't pay zakat But he wants to build a masjid in Africa. Where and you're doing something that's nafil and you're leaving something that's obligatory. He wants to build dams, waters, he wants people to drink water and fee I want it for Allah, I want the reward. He doesn't pay zakah. So over here, you're not gonna get the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here. You're going against the sunnah of the Prophet, you're going against everything that's supposed to be important. And another thing is psalm, for instance, he does the best psalm of uh, of Dawood and he fasts a day and he leaves off a day, fast a day, eats a day, fast a day, eats day on day off, day on day off the best fast that we know, right he doesn't fast Ramadan he goes, <laughs> comes to Ramadan. like well, the whole year I've been fasting three hundred and sixty five days minus thirty yani Ramadan then minus that divide that by two. I should be sweet Come on, what's 30 days? Well you'd say this person's an idiot and For instance, Hajj, same thing You do Hajj for someone else Before you do Hajj on yourself This happened in the time of the Prophet Someone was saying an In front of the Prophet Oh Allah I am coming to you on behalf of Shubruma Of a guy, his mate The Prophet says Man shubrumah? Who's Shubrumah? And he says, أَخَنْ لِي وَصَدِيقَنْ لِي There's a narration. It says, either he was my, he's like a friend, a close, he's like my brother, or he's a friend to me. And then the Prophet ﷺ says, have you done hajj for yourself? He's like, no, nah, I haven't done hajj for myself. And then he says, do hajj on yourself, then on shubrumah. Do hajj for yourself first, that's the wajib. then do on shubrumah, your friend. So over here, priorities. Do your fard first. And this happens. This happens. People do the nafil before they do the fard. نسأل الله سلام العافية. then the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he says فإذا كنتُ سمعه الذي يسمع به وبصره الذي يبصر به ويده الذي يبطش به ورجله التي تمشي بها. and if I love a servant, what's the result of this? if I love someone, what's the, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying? if I love someone, then what's the result? then I will be the hearing that he hears with and the seeing that he sees with. And the hand which he strikes within the feet upon which he walks upon. Now of course this doesn't mean literally that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your, your, your hearing. No. It means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the tawfiq. That you hear only that which he, that pleases him. And he يعني, protects you from listening to the haram. Or seeing the haram. Or touching the haram. Or walking to the haram. He protects you from that. And you, Ibn Rajab says that you reach a level when you love, when Allah loves you, you reach a level of ihsan, how you worship Allah as if he, you see Him. So then you do everything as if Allah is there with you. So then you try to avoid the haram because Allah is with you, and you don't look at the haram because Allah is with you, and you don't go towards the haram because Allah is. You have that muraqaba, You know that Allah is watching you. And then you worship Allah as if you see Him. Now, this is something that is very, very important. Who doesn't want that protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where Allah protects you from evil. And you are only on the straight and narrow and Allah helps you on the straight and narrow. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His love, Ya Rabb. And if he asks from me, if he seeks refuge in me, I will give him and I will give him refuge. The, from the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who Allah loves, when they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah gives them what they want. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes their affairs easy. When they're in a tight spot, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a makhraj for them. When they need risk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides. When they're in some sort of danger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects. And this is the result of what? Being a wali of Allah. Being from the awliya of Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from His awliya. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those He loves. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us for our actions to be accepted by him and that we are resurrected with the Nabi sallahu alayhi wasallam sallam an al al ala barakallahu fikum wa sallallahu ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa jazakumullahu khayran wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah this program was presented by al bayan radio the voice of al sunnah wal jamaa